Welcome to Mirth and Misadventure, a D&D actual play podcast where our heroes have no idea what they're doing, or even who they are. Last time on Mirth and Misadventure. Katrin, what do you wish to do? I would like to go up to the cage and lift up the thing and... Sitting... On a perch, blinking at the sudden sound and light, is a bird about the size of an eagle. <clears throat> I'm going to take out the egg and I'm just going to be like, is this your egg? Aaron and Kenji, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to say left. To the left. To the left. This is a library. Tucked in kind of like the corner of one of the shelves. A long tube. And carefully you pull out the rolled up vellum. It is a map. Yeah, you know what? I am very into the sword. I'm going to put my ear back on the door again and give that another go. We need more money. There's not enough time. We must get through the door another way. We're running low. Without trade, we, every week here is nothing but a loss. And yet we are willing to share the spoilers with you. All of a sudden, it pops open. Yes! Okay. So I tell, okay, probably it's not still talking with animals. So I hold up its egg, and then even though I know it cannot understand me anymore, I just tell it to fly home. It comes back and it nudges its egg. I will hold on to the egg, and when I come back to Luxon, I will bring your baby with me, and you will all be reunited. Holy shit, I just made myself tear up a little bit. <laughs> gotcha. I'm going to go up to the servant and say, yeah. Uh, Listen, we have a, a bit of a situation. You said it was a train. Did you, are you trying to assassinate? No! It's a highly trained, moderately medicated bear. And now, for my jewel of my collection. And you see, like, fireworks go off. And then you hear Sora's scream. <laughs> <laughs> With your dungeon master, Carolyn Wilkie. I will level you guys if it kills me or you. Alex as Kenji the Dwarf. Kenji's here to hit things and make friends. Marin as Katrin the Luxodon. My character is basically Eeyore with an impulse control problem. Babs as Aaron the Half-Elf. Before we started recording, I took my pants off to get into character. You guys have just made it over the wall. You are in the shiny. It's about midnight. You are flush with success. What do you wish to do? Hmm. Wow, I feel flushed with success. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I wish to do. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, fuck. I kind of... 
gosh, I'm I'm kind of at a loss. Like, so at some point we've got to go back to the mine and check that out, right? Um, at some point we've got to rehook back up with Mr. Salantha and try and figure out what the hell is going on. But aside from those two things, I don't really know what to do. I'm going to transform back from being an ape because I think it's important for me to say out loud with my mouth words, <laughs> I believe that the first thing we should do is get the fuck out of this area. Uh, yes, definitely that. Definitely yeah, that. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's get the fuck out. Back to the end? Back to the end. Yes. Okay. Since you are all in fancy dress, it just takes the... You basically, the easiest way for you guys to get out is to kind of hide in an alley. And given the turn at the party, it's not long before many revelers start streaming out of the mansion's grounds and into the streets heading back home. And so with a little bit of patience, you're able to just join that stream and no one even gives you a second look because they're all kind of mumbling about like, can you believe that? Can't believe his house was burgled. Are we safe? You know, some people are a little bit more gleeful about it. That old windbag <laughs> kind of deserved it. Or, you know, nice to see him take a blow for once. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so just going, leaving the shiny, fairly easy at that point. Excellent. We've left the shiny. And yeah, it takes you about 20 minutes to get back down to the inn, but you're able to go up to your room with no issues. All right. Well, here we are. (laughs) I just imagine that we tell each other all the things that you said in the recap so that we don't have to bore everybody by having to listen to it. Yeah, like having (laughs) having to repeat all that, so... We catch up our comrades on what we've done. Yes. I tell you all about the bird and crying. And you tell me all about the shit you heard. And I'm assuming you tell me about the cook or the chef or whatever they're called. And we are absolutely in love with her. (laughs) That's Let me type your email addresses in here. I am sending you guys an email right now. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. It's not a bad email. It's a good email. Oh, gosh. That's what Mm. they all say. Yeah. (laughs) Where did you send it? Your Marinish email? Mm. I heard somebody get the email. That that was me. Sorry. (laughs) I'm just saying I know it's sent. (laughs) It's yeah. a map. We have a map. A map. <laughs> so uh, we'll roll out the the map, I guess, then, and sort of survey this. Wait, what is this a map of? Tatura. What is Tatura? Why don't you open the map and find out? I did. I found Luxon mm-hmm. and the Roxna Isles. Mm-hmm. So the so first do we remember... picture is the big... Uh, sorry, just the first picture is the big version of it, and then I took two closer-up pictures. So, oh, like, one okay, is, okay, okay. That's okay. the same map, it's just top and bottom, just a little bit easier to read. Okay. Because I am not any good at photos. 
Hmm. So did we do we remember this or did we find a map? You found a map. I found. Aaron a map literally in the found the map in the library. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. So no, you wouldn't. I mean, well, if you okay, like to but roll now a history the check name, with seeing the name Luxon and having remembered the locks, the the bird. Do I know that that's where I'm from? You, I think, I think from a. I would say yes. You could pretty much intuit that that's where it's. From. I've I've rolled a nineteen. What do I What do I remember? So yeah, you definitely remember that that is the ancestral home of the Luxodon. Um, do I know that that's where I am? Like me am from? Yes. Or like has you, my family you, moved away from there? No, you definitely remember growing up on that island. Um. Did you hear what I just said? By the way, me am from. <laughs> <laughs> where me am from? Listen, it's the Luxon dialect. It's been a long <laughs> weekend. Where me am from? Where me am from? I'm not going to start talking like that, by the way. Jar Jar Binks very all over quickly again. fall into something that sounds real racist. Well, well Jar Jar Banks there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, so, do we know, so which continent Feel are we free. on? Do we know that? Should I roll a history check to... No, I mean, so you should be able to pick out which continent you guys are on, based well, on the I mean, names maybe. on the map. It's not like we know how to get out of this town. Correct. You know where, based on, so if, what I would understand, so, for listeners, since this is a podcast, uh, they do have... Varenton on the map. Oh, I, I see it. Sorry. I just... Oh, I found it. I failed at reading. I, what up? I'm Christy. I'm how? 34, and I never fucking learned how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I love that vine so much. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Does this say Hulse Wastes? Halsa? Yes, it does. Halsa. And it looks like right next to Varenton is mine fame. That's where you said my family's from, right? Mm-hmm. So if we figure out how to get out of this city, we should be able to find them pretty quickly. Are you talking to the DM as Kenji right now? I don't no. know. I'm sort of in the middle ground here. <laughs> A little bit. Why don't you guys, since... Dear Mary, God. Since... <laughs> Do you want to... I should... I mean, since I related to Kenji the exchange that I had with Sophia about uh, Mind Thane, um, should Kenji maybe roll a memory check to see if that sparks any... Yeah, why don't both of you two roll, um, you can either roll history checks for me, or you can roll intelligence checks. I will accept either. Uh, let me think about that for a hot second. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and roll a history check. Same. Oh my god, that's a nat 20! Nice. I got a 13 total. Plus four, okay. of course. So twenty-four, really. Oh fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> next, next time we play D and D, you are not allowed to play a bard. <laughs> um, Master okay. of none, but so, really good at a little bit of everything. Yeah, I. All right, Kenji. We'll start with you. You absolutely recognize Minethane as your hometown. You get the sense that there has always been really good trade relations and you kind of 
it's kind of in the back of your head, you know, thinking about this, this oligarchy thing. My family's from Mindthane. My family's really rich. And you can tell Varenton is pretty close. And you remember there's a lot of dwarves in Varenton. So it's not surprising that, that there would be a lot of dwarves in Varenton and that it's close to Mindthane, right? Like the two things are very, very, very much related. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, so you're like, okay, cool. We could totally just go back to where I'm from if we can figure out how to get it out of the city. But Aaron, you say that thought out loud, and Aaron is like, yes, but we're in the mountains. Oh, Barrington's on the coast on this map. Oh. Oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just confirmation of something that we as players have known for quite some time, but our characters are too stupid to realize it. That our characters are dumb butts and haven't quite put two and yeah. two together. Two plus two equals 22? It's 22, no, no, no. right? No, no, no. <laughs> two plus two equals the color red. Oh! <laughs> yeah. And, but you do realize, I mean, you've heard a lot of these names before. Yeah. I mean, you know that Savar is the capital city of Severia. You guys mm-hmm. have, uh, that's where Anfia said she wanted to go back and work. Um, you know, you are in Severia, or Varenton is in Severia, rather, and that's mm-hmm. where everybody thinks they are. Okay. And it also explains why you found docks. And people are, there's a lot more, there was a lot more water in the area than mm-hmm. there used to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because we're actually in, on a, on a fucking thingamabobber. And it kind of makes sense to you now why there is a place in town called the Drain. Mm-hmm. And so you have... Definite and the, confirmation. And that lake that you went down into with the fish is just like the tides going in and out, I'm assuming. Well, and there's no water in the mountains either, right? Yeah. So if there was well, water in... water in the mountains. But everything's flooding and... Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, we've... Yes. The water table is completely fucked because it's not where it was supposed to be. As Katrin determined that time that she rolled on nature. Mm-hmm. So you have absolute proof that Varenton is not where Varenton used to be. So how do you move an entire city? Oh, my sweet summer child. Did they just, like, pick it up and move it somewhere else? Are they that strong? Yeah. Do they even lift? Okay, Wait, you guys... Maybe bros. they moved to mountains to Varenton. You're hurting my brain. Um, do you... Kenji, you were with me. Do you remember that time... So we went down to the crossroads and I cast Detect Magic and we could tell that there was something fucked up about it. Remember? Well, yeah. sure, but now we know that it's... Yes, okay, yes. Nope, nope. Just say yes. Okay, so <laughs> nope. nobody moved Varenton, right, guys? This is all a big illusion. Varenton is where it's supposed to be and where it's always been. It just looks different. Somebody's hiding something. Unless somebody Unless. transports. <laughs> Which one? I mean, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. 
Which one seems more plausible to you? Do you know what the word plausible means? Uh, that's the one where you're really flexible, right? No, no, okay. Mm, which one <laughs> seems which one seems easier to you? Actually fucking transforming into something else or just disguising it? Katrin, you can do magic. Mm-hmm. So you know magic, right? You're familiar you with magic. You can do magic too though. Yeah, I but mean, my magic is mostly it, songs, you know, it's the magic uh-huh. of art. Katrin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, it's not, like, magic magic, not like this clearly is. This is, we could be in, like, an alternate plane of existence, for all I know. I don't know shit about magic, really. Like, But apparently I don't you think know about so. alternate planes of existence? Um, okay, so, <laughs> yes. Uh, this I mean, is technically I'm skilled in not... Arcana, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably not an alternate plane of existence, I think. That somebody has disguised the town and, like, enchanted the town. And we, it might have been something having to do with us not remembering shit before the last, what, how many days has it been? I don't know. However many days that's been. I, I can count. Hold on, I, let I me can't. check my G-Cal. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's yeah, I can check your G-Cal one, real quick. One, two, I just... three, four days ago. We woke up four days ago. Shit. Man, a lot's happened in four fucking days. I know. It's been a really um, busy four days. Just so you know, it is currently L's day. L's. Oh, it's after midnight now? It's after midnight. Yes. It's after midnight. <laughs> listen, listen, I might need to, um, oh shit, tonight, is, today is the celebratory feast. <gasps> oh. No, the, we just did the celebratory feast, didn't we? No, we did the ball. Oh, is there, like, a separate thing? Fuck. I don't even have that yeah. on my calendar. Well, I have... Uh, so, on my calendar for Elle's Day, I have the celebratory feast for vanquishing Laren. Although now I'm kind of questioning whether or not Laren was actually vanquished. Or a bad or, guy. Or who did the vanquishing. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about why they're hiding something in this town. And I do think it has to do with the mine, but we couldn't get that door open. I think we've got to get that door open. I know, but how do we get the door open? Well, I've got these tools. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be something more than a... It's got a magic lock and a special amulet. Yeah, I didn't get far in there. Have we seen any special amulets? The only amulet. Roll a. Figuring shit out check. Roll an intelligence check for me. All of us? Me? No, Katrin, yeah. Okay. Because you're thinking real hard about whether or not you've seen an amulet. I rolled a 19 plus zero. The only amulet you remember seeing, and it takes you. Like, it's like a full-on, like, pause. Like, you you say, have we seen an amulet? And the room goes dead silent. And everybody's thinking real hard. Does anybody fart while thinking that hard? Feel free to roll constitution saving throws for me, guys. Uh, I rolled a 12 plus... <laughs> Wait, zero, so 12. 16. In the most... In the most useless use of a natural 20. 
Very safe. <laughs> yes. So none of us farted? I don't know. What, Kenji, what'd you roll? No farts. No one farts while thinking very, very hard. I'm proud of all of us right now. But your um, mind starts wandering towards farting and then just the natural 20 brings it right back. No, you're focused. Yeah. Um, focused. You remember you have seen one amulet and it doesn't look like it the kind that would fit in the door. But you remember it was green and you remember there was a green flash of magic. And <gasps> that's when you remembered. That's when you forgot. So you have seen one amulet but it did not look like it fit in the door. You guys, I just remembered. What was that guy's name? Who was that? The advisor. The what? The advisor. The advisor. I just remembered that the advisor has a green amulet, and that's what he used to make me forget. But it doesn't look like it would fit into the magic door. But maybe he has the magic door amulet. He's the one that knows that the mine is more than a mine. Why else would he make me forget it? I don't know, because the king seems to want to get in there pretty bad from what I heard. It sounds like they're still all trying to figure it out and are stuck. So Maybe the advisor's not working on behalf of the king. I mean, it's the regent, technically. Monarch. Monarch. Whatever. The mighty monarch! I mean... Maybe, Maybe, I don't know. This is complicated. Honestly, you guys, after turning into two different animals, I'm kind of tired and it's after midnight. Maybe we should take a long rest and think about this. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, let's do that. And then we'll wake up in the morning and we'll figure stuff out again. Yes. Okay, I'm going to grab a water real quick. Cool. I role-played us into sleeping. Nice work, everybody. <laughs> You're just happy to get that long rest in. Uh, yes. Uh, in my other campaign, oh boy, we were doing some, we were fighting something that gave us levels of exhaustion, and I got rid of one level of exhaustion, and then we made it back to the town, and I was the only one with two levels of exhaustion, and everybody kept forgetting that I still had the one level of exhaustion. So I go back to our to our you know house in this town to sleep, and everybody else is like, I'm gonna go explore, I'm gonna go do this, I'm gonna go do that, and without giving me all of the time to take a long rest, they made me wake up and go down into this like cavern with them, where we got into this fight with this big thing. Then I almost died because the first level of exhaustion is a disadvantage on ability checks and i kept i kept losing all of my fucking like ability check things and so i got grappled by this big thing and then held underwater for like 10 minutes oh jesus yeah it was bad you guys it was so bad i almost died and I was like, and everybody was like, well, I thought you'd had the full eight hours. And I was like, no, no I hadn't. You specifically said that I hadn't. Why would you think that I had? Huh. The DM felt bad for almost killing me, but it was really my party's fault. Because they're idiots. Alrighty. So. Just a you... quick note. I'm going to write, Kenji's going to take out that notebook that he bought and just like write some things in there as everybody's going to sleep and then go to sleep. Okay. To, to. To make sure that they remember it. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will send you things afterwards once I actually do that IRL. Sounds good. 
So you all fall asleep. And Katrin, you're dreaming. Oh, okay. You feel the brush of tall grass and a cool breeze on your skin as you meditate. Smells like rich earth and rain and a hint of salt. Hmm. Katrin, you open your eyes. You you are seated at the edge of a cliff. Below you is miles of rainforest, and beyond that, the ocean. You feel a hand on your shoulder, reassuring. It's a woman, another Loxodon, but much, much older than you are. Her face sags and her ears droop. She wears robes like yours, but hers are lighter. It's warm here and made of undyed linen. She wears a heavy stone medallion around her neck and in her other hand carries a staff made of the same wood as your club. I knew when you joined us, Catherine, you would be capable of great things. And I knew... When you defied the council, you would be capable of even greater. The Brifant, river of action, blesses you, child. There is a rumble from underneath you, but the hand on your shoulder stops you from rising. It gets louder and louder until finally water gushes forth from the side of the cliff. You can feel the mist of it clinging to your eyelashes. In the sky, there is a screech and a flash of red feathers and sparks as a sparabee dies. For the briefest moment, you can see from its eyes. Carved into the cliff where you sit is the massive face of a Luxodon, its trunk lifted in triumph, its brow furrowed in determination. From its mouth spills a massive waterfall, the water rushing white and angry. Your journey is just beginning. The other quests will test your nature and your will. But the ancestors are with you, Initiate Catrin. As you wake up that morning, after getting your nice full eight hours of sleep, you can feel a little bit of heat against your skin coming from your pocket. And you pull out that round stone looks like a coin. And as you watch, it glows with a burning white light. And when the light fades, the stone has thin lines bisecting it. And in the upper right quadrant, there is an etching of a circle enclosing a spiral. You have been granted the boon of action. What is that? You get plus one to initiative and plus one to your spell casting. Ooh. So not to your wisdom, but just to spell stuff. But that also means that it would work for if you took like a feat that gave you intelligence spells or something like that. Mm. Excellent. I'm going to have to remember that because I don't think I can change that on D&D Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> So is that, like, so you know how I told you that Loxodon names are, like, the, what they are and then their name? So is my name, like, actually Initiate Katrin? Is that uh, what I remember now after waking up? Go ahead and roll a history check for me, then. 
I will tell you I wrote a, a low DC already for that. Well, I rolled a 16 and I have a zero to, initi- to uh, history. No, it is not your name. But you do recognize the woman from your dream now that you are awake and thinking about it as Archdruid Seltar. Is is Archdruid her first name? Archdruid is her title. Um, S-E-L-T-A-R. S-E-L-T-A-R. Okay. And I realize that that wasn't just a dream, it was a memory, right? Wasn't a memory. Or was it a memory? It wasn't it was, a memory. It wasn't a memory. It was a dream. <gasps> she was just like dre- like visiting me in my dream. It was kind of yeah. It was a <sighs> a magical dream. Is the prefont okay? So I don't. Uh, sorry, know. the brefont. So B R E P H A N T. Okay, and sorry, spell that for me again. The call. B is a boy. B R E P is in Paul. I almost said P is in Poi. H A N T. Okay. And that's the river of action? With your 16, that is the river of action. With your 16 and your map, you can recognize that there are four rivers that bisect Luxon. And the Brayfont is one of them. And, sorry, one final question. Which one is it? Uh, I actually had that. Uh, it is... I... Gosh, I can't remember exactly which one. Oh, it, it is... Really I do know. I do know. It's the big, wide one to okay. the left. Going out towards the word Luxon? Correct. Okay. And then my last question, the Brayfont. I still don't know who my deity is. Is that the Brayfont? The river of action, or is it still? Do I still not know? Um, as a, the Brayfont is not a deity. Okay, I will say that. Um, you get the sense from the words that she spoke to you that you may not be aligned with one specific deity. Okay, and, is that? But is that like the? I'm oh, sorry. Keep going. And that it may be more of an ancestor worship thing. Okay. Okay. Got it. Because that's what she cared about. Gotcha. Just trying to figure out my background a little bit. Mm -hmm. But you all wake up eventually as well. We do? No one else has any fancy, fancy dreams. I'm going to tell them about that dream. (laughs) And... Feel uh, a little faster, y'all. I think I might be more on top of things in a fight. Who knows? I'm just kidding. I'm trying to explain why I would have plus one to initiative. <laughs> Don't mind me. You have the boon of action. Yeah. Uh, and as you guys go downstairs and Katrin's explaining her wild dream, uh, there kind of seems to be more of a lightness to the air at the inn. Um, hungover patrons are kind of wishing each other good morning. Um, they're kind of all in a pretty joyous mood. 
telling tales of what happened that evening. Um, even Griselda, the halfling innkeeper, who is usually pretty friendly, um, but above all kind of efficient, is humming a happy tune as she delivers eggs and sausages to tables. <laughs> Excuse me. It was beautiful. Thank I'm... you. I didn't really think it was that loud, but I guess it was. <laughs> what do you wish to do with your day? I wish to ask Griselda why she is in such a fantastic mood. If something happened last night. Ooh, Griselda. You meet someone, maybe? <laughs> no, it's just... <laughs> uh, it's just the feast day. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's so right. already setting up outside. We were talking about that earlier. So what's going to happen yeah. at this feast? What's it like? Well, there's games and... Um, you know, games and food and song and dance and uh, I heard there might even be a speech later. Oh, a speech. Interesting. Yes, I don't... Sometimes we get... A, sometimes, you know, the if we're lucky, the monarch will appear and, you know, wave to the crowd. But mm -hmm. And then she kind of heads off with your breakfast orders and things like that. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye forever. <laughs> forever but we Until just you breakfast. come back with my food. Thanks, exposition lady. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't even technically sound like that, but I couldn't bring it back. <laughs> yeah. She's just yeah, in a very okay. different mood. Her voice has shifted with excitement. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's when she's happy. That's when, yeah, that's what she sounds like when she's happy. Well, we should be here for the feast, but in the meantime, I mean, like, we want to get into that mine. We want to get out of this town so I can find my family and mine thing. But, well, we've tried to get through the door in the mine. We've tried to get out of the town. I feel like we need some help here. So I don't know if that's Mr. Zalantha or, like, maybe even one of the other people we know is, like, powerful and involved might, you know, work with us. But I don't know. I feel like we need some help here. You make I mean... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was thinking maybe somebody on the city watch. I mean, but who's going to believe us? We haven't exactly ingratiated ourselves to them. We've got a map. The, what does a map tell them? How are they? I mean, it tells them that our the city isn't in the mountains. I mean, I, you do make a good point, and what's her name is very reasonable and very attractive. Uh, do you mean Sergeant Nicola or a different one? Sergeant Nicola, that's the one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's helped us before. It seems, you know, we might as well go and talk and, you know, tell her what we know and see if, you know, she has any leads or, you know, knows about, you know, an amulet or just, you know, what's going on here. Also, Jeremy doesn't seem half bad. No. He seems like all bad, but, you know. <laughs> the cowbork is pretty chill. The cowbork is chill? I mean, we could also go talk to Rowan's mother at Portentia's Potent Potions. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know what she would know. We could talk to the city manager. Yeah, that guy. Um, I feel like Nicola's probably our best lead, though. Okay. We go see Nicola. 
Who doesn't like me? Oh, actually, I don't know if going to see the City Watch the day after uh, the bird was stolen from Saurus's backyard would be a, you know, he might actually (laughs) already be looking for me. So that might not be the best plan now that I've thought about that a little further. I'm probably a wanted elephant. Okay, maybe the city manager then? Hey, as a druid, can I, as as an elephant druid, <laughs> could I use wild shape to turn into a person? That's not a very wild shape. As, I'm a, as an elephant? I'm confident you cannot. I'm an elephant. I know you are, but I'm pretty sure you can't turn into other humanoid races. Uh, let me find Wild Shape in the actual player's handbook. I had to look at so many things today. Shape of a beast. Ah. So it has to be a beast. Isn't technically an elephant a beast? I'm already a beast. You are not an elephant. You are a humanoid. Mm. Loxodons are considered to be humanoid. You're no fun. I am, in fact, the worst. Yes, that is correct. So no, you cannot turn yourself using wild shape into a human or other humanoid race. Well, nerds to that. So we could go to the potion shop or to Mr. Zalantha, or I do have one crazy idea, which is... Ooh, what's the crazy idea? So, do we think that Lord Soros knows that we're the one who freed the animal? Because right now, he's probably pretty desperate to get that animal back. Yeah. Plus, it seems like he's paying the monarch, but isn't so happy about things. And he's at least somebody who, you know, is in the know about this. So, we can't trust him, but maybe we could learn something if we tried to talk with him. But it's risky. Uh, does he know me, Carolyn? Like, what, when I was arrested at his house, did he see me? No, he wouldn't have seen you. Because you were arrested, actually, you weren't even inside of his house. You were arrested trying to climb over his wall. Hmm. Right, right. But I didn't know if he would have heard the commotion and, like, looked out his window or something. No, you were basically picked up by the watch before you could really even do anything. Okay. I mean, I could still, I could still wild shape while you guys go and talk to him if we feel like that might be, I guess I'll say, I'll save wild shaping in my back pocket just in case, (laughs) because I just feel like something, something bad is going to happen. Okay. Sure. Let's go see Lord Soros. I don't, I don't know why we think this is going to help, but let's do it. I mean, we could do something else if you think there's somebody else. Like, you know, Mr. Salantha has mostly been helpful or we can try the potion shop. But I just think we need somebody who either knows what's going on or knows enough magic stuff that they can help us here. Yeah, I think Mr. Salantha is probably going to be one of our best bets. Well, then let's go see Mr. Salantha. Sounds good. Let's start there. Okay. To the Silken Bell. (laughs) To the Silken Bell. So you guys step outside and you head through the lower market square and it feels like the place has kind of been transformed while you slept. 
uh, ribbons kind of adore the light posts. <laughs> ribbons adore. They adorn <laughs> light posts. And you know, ribbons in the adore a light post. They just love light posts so much. <laughs> they do. OTP. Um, <laughs> Ribbon X light post. <laughs> Barista AU. Um, they flutter in the breeze, and that breeze carries the smell of wonderful things. Baking, roasting, and grilling. Mm. Um, already there are some people lined up at one stand while a halfling man um, is dropping batter into, a, into hot oil <gasps> and serving it with smears of apple butter. Is he um, making apple fritters? He is. <laughs> oh my god. I'm stopping for an apple fritter. I am purchasing an apple fritter. Uh, I also buy an apple fritter. Apple fritters all around. Yeah. Apple fritters all around. All apple right, well... fritters for everyone. <laughs> uh, uh, I get expensive, one. Yeah, I'm going to so... get one to go for Mr. Salantha. I'm going to bribe her okay. with pastry. Two silver total, guys. Okay. Somebody mark it off. I'm, I'm paying. All right. And uh, you can also see that there are tons of tables and benches that have been set up in the square. And mm -hmm. already you can see uh, Jacko, the Squeaking Helms bar bugbear bartender, uh, serving up ale to a few patrons who are mm -hmm. animatedly cheering at the people who are attempting the games that have been set up around the square. Um. The one they're mostly cheering for it has a line of young people in it. It's um, not complicated, and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot at stake. Um, it's basically a net about 10 feet long with wide spaces between thick ropes, um, large enough that a person could slip through by accident. Um, and that's anchored off the ground for about five feet up and attached to a wooden beam being held by two buff attendees, attendants. Um and then at the end of the net is a pole that is about 12 feet tall. And on top of that pole is a crown. And you get the idea that you're supposed to climb up and pluck the crown. Um, you also see a round table with two people set down opposite each other and a dealer that stands watching them with an eagle eye as they toss a few coins into what's a pot. Definitely looks like some sort of gambling. And across the way, past your familiar fountain of the sea serpent, most of the square is cordoned off into what looks like an improvised fighting ring. There's sawdust put down over the cobblestones and ropes separating the ring from the few benches where spectators can watch the fight. And a dwarven man with his hair piled on top of his head and a patch over his right eye is calling out to the passersby. Sign up to audition for the Dwarven Fighting Federation. All races and styles welcome if you can give us a good show. Oh my god, it's pro wrestling. I'm gone. Kenji is there. <laughs> Kenji's always wanted to do the Dwarven Fighting Federation. Absolutely. As Kenji runs off, I uh, cast Guidance on him. <laughs> what does that Just do? In case. Go with uh, God, young man. <laughs> it gives him, it gives him a, like plus something, right? Yeah, you can add a D4 to any any ability roll of your choice. Okay. All right, young man, are you here to audition? Absolutely, I'm ready to go. Excellent, excellent. Uh, well, there is an entry fee, uh, and it's not much, but, uh, and I, I'm not going to lie. Well, let me introduce myself. Marinut Blazing Mace. My friends call me Nut. Uh... 
All right. So, it's ten wound to enter. Yeah, sure, you got it. Let's do it. What's the audition? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Excellent. Well, uh, you win, you'll take 10% of the bets. Uh, you lose, you get 5%. So you may make your money back, but you probably won't. The real prize, however, I am. And he pulls a little, like, scroll from his back pocket. It's a little worn at this point, because um, he's been kind of on it all day, all morning already, and frankly, probably for quite some time before now. And he kind of, like, flashes it, unrolls it, and flashes it at you, but pretty quick. I am an official talent scout for the Dwarven Fighting Federation. So, you give me the best shoe of this whole lot, and I will call my friends in Sivar. And maybe we can get you moved up the ranks. The hemp gold is already in Kenji's hand. He is hemp <laughs> Even though this is super shady. <laughs> the fights are 1v1. All comers, all styles. Until surrender or unconsciousness. I've already commissioned Temple of Eldeth to be on standby. So everything's perfectly on the up and up and clearly sanctioned by the Dwarven Fighting Federation. Did you get to see them when they were in town? No, I missed it. Oh, man. But I'm ready to go. That was a show. That was a real good show. The Red Thunder put on a fight. We will be starting our matches at noon, exactly. So be back at noon. Do you, any of your friends want to join? I don't know. Aaron, Captain, uh, what do you think? For wrestling? No, no. Hmm. It's it's fighting. It's the Dwarven Fighting Federation. So it isn't for specifically fighting. Right. No, I, my my strength is a plus one. That would be a terrible choice for me. No, no. It's 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 for all all styles. So it's it's not bare knuckle oh. fighting. It's fighting oh. fighting. Oh, so I could use spells. You could all styles, all comers, all styles. Oh, all right. I hand him ten gold. I'm not gonna let Ken Kenji go off and do it by himself. Seems rude. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so. Aaron, I think his bullshit detector is going off at this because while he's <laughs> not a smart man, he 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 knows he does know what love is. He I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is, and I also <laughs> exactly. know what lies is because that's like my whole job. Um. Love and lies. That's it. <laughs> um, so I, I think that Aaron's gonna hang back and do kind of more of a supporting role here. Okay. Boo. Also, I'm already in deep shit with Mr. Salantha. If she finds out about this, she's gonna be so mad. <laughs> she gonna be so mad? Suddenly, Aaron is from an entirely different part of the world. I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know what? Okay, let me be honest. I've been hanging out with some folks who are from Texas lately, and so I've, <laughs> I've picked up some stuff. I apologize. I don't know how that goes at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> all righty. I don't know why you would. I talk. My, I feel like my my whatever accent I might have is half Michigan and half Texas at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey does that yeah. to a person. Uh, having a best friend in Michigan that I talk to every day does that too. So it's a Texican accent. 
Texican. It's a Texican. Or a Mishexan. Texican. A Mishmex? I don't know. Mishmex! <laughs> no. No, that doesn't worry. No. No, uh, it's Texican. Okay. So, having secured your place in the uh, audition schedule, you guys head back up through the upper market mm-hmm. to the Silken Bell. How much time do we have before we have to be back down there for their auditions? A couple hours, for sure. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, I'm gonna let's pop on in. Okay. Do so you head into... Um, it's it's like 9.30, 10, by the, at the t- like when you get into... Uh, when you get to the Silken Bell, and um, you actually have to knock to be let in. And um, do, it's a... Do I not have my bl- back door key? Oh, well, yeah, I guess you would still have your back door key. I thought you were going in through the front. Oh, but the no. front is definitely locked. Like, you try that first and then have to head in through the back. Yeah. Um, because you can't even, like, you head to the front desk and no one's even awake. Like, everybody's mm-hmm. still kind of in the, like, the only person wandering around right now is Sophia, who started, like, a pot of tea. Oh. And is, like, taking it up to people because... The party was last night, and they were all there. And everyone's trying... very hungover. And everyone's very hungover. Um, Sophia? Oh, Aaron, Aaron. Okay, hi. Um, um what do... are you doing here? I need to speak to Mistress Alantha. There's something strange going on that she needs to know about. Oh. Hi, hi, Kenji, hi. Hey there. Oh, sorry. I don't think I caught your name. Oh, it's it's Katrin. Hi, Katrin. Nice to meet you again. See you again. Nice to see you again. Um, well, you know what? How about you take this tea mm-hmm. to her and maybe she will be less annoyed. Okay, I'll bring this tea and this apple fritter to her and she'll be very pleased with me indeed. Ooh. That's that's. I feel like that's being overly hopeful, but let's hey, go. <laughs> let me be optimistic, Katrin. I'll let you be as optimistic as you would like. All right. So, do I do I know where Mister Salantha's room is? Is it the same office? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you head into the office, and you actually so the office itself is is the pretty large um mm-hmm. but there's a door off to the side and that's where her room is mm-hmm. and she already hears you coming not surprising especially since katrin is coming with you mm-hmm. what are you trying but, to say i'm saying she has loud footsteps unless she's trying not to um, i cast cast without bass without trace <laughs> just kidding uh just to sneak into <laughs> mr salanta's room well, if she's going to have mean thoughts about how heavily I step. <laughs> she better step up. That's what I'm saying. All right. She just kind of calls out from bed like, Sophia, is that, is that you? Uh, no, Mr. Salantha, it's, it's me. Aaron. Yes, Mr. Salantha. Come through. Come through. And... So you walk into her bedroom and like, just like the office itself, it's kind of decked out in 
white. Mm. Like her sheets are white, her pillows are white, her duvet is white, and like her hair is just kind of all over the place, like flowing everywhere. Um, you can tell that there were quite a lot of braids in it, and it's a little bit wavy. Um, and honestly, not her best look. It certainly pre-primping. Yeah, but that hair, though. But even so, so she's still very much gorgeous, naturally beautiful person. My God, is this what you look like? High elf. Waking up. This is unfair. That's unfair to the rest of us. Yes, well, yes. I've been gifted naturally. Give her the the tea and the and the apple fritter. Oh, thank you. Erin, I have to say I was quite disappointed I didn't see you at the party. You, you didn't show last night before we went to the party. I, and this this gives me quite quite a lot of pause about your your role here at the Silken Bell. I'm so sorry, Mistress Alantha. We These apprentice spots are not easy to come by, and I don't give them out lightly. I understand that, Mr. Salantha, and the last thing I want to do is to disappoint you, but I think that we've stumbled upon something that's greater than you or I or perhaps even, you know, any of us here. There's something terribly wrong in the city of Barrington, and you're one of the only people I know of that might be able to help. friends I've gotta say I'm struggling guys I'm really struggling um I apologize that again this episode is late uh it is my fault I am sick but um the world is hard right now so please forgive me a little bit uh I still am determined to get you guys this story because it is one of the biggest, brightest spots in my life right now. Uh, we recorded another session just the other day, and I have not laughed so hard in weeks. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. But what an exciting episode, right? Things are actually coming together. This is Honestly, we got finished recording this session, and I was just high with how, with them starting to understand the mystery. Um, there's a still a lot to come, but it's very, very exciting for me as a DM. Um, as always, I have a shit ton of thank yous to get to because none of this would be possible without a bunch of people helping me out, including uh, Cajun Honest Cat Ranch, who wrote, performed, and gave us generous use of our theme song, which is fantastic. Another bright spot in my life. Um, I have to thank both Mike Fail and Kate Anthony for being my creative sounding boards. Um, Mike has been instrumental in helping me put together some of the larger story beats. And Kate was a big part of the party planning and helps me do a lot of character stuff. So they're great. Um, I need to thank uh, my friend LJ, who provides me a lot of place references. So anytime I need a manor or a castle or anything like that, she's my go-to. Um, for go-tos for item inspiration, there were a bunch of items that happened uh, in the party scenes. 
I love to check out the work of at underscore R underscore N underscore W underscore and at RPG Tunes on Twitter. Um, they do some really cool item cards. Can you pick axes from them? Um, and I also use the weak magic item generator at lordbing.net. Um, that's how, uh, that's where uh, I got Aaron's little um, octopus friend or foe. Um, as always, this game would not be possible without the very excellent players that I get to work with every couple weeks. Um, so I need to big, big, big thank yous for at Marinish, um, at Hockey Babbler, and at Alex Novet on Twitter. Um, go say thank you for them because they make my life a whole lot better and brighter. And, you know, honestly, D&D is going to get us through some times together, guys. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Classlicity if you want to come say hi. Um, I love talking about D&D on Twitter. It, again, we're just... We're clinging to every little thing that makes us happy right now. And if you want to follow the official Twitter so that you know when new episodes drop, because clearly I have been bad about that lately, um, you can follow our official podcast Twitter, at Mirth Misadvent. That's adventure without the er. Um, and if you want to talk about some of the developments in the game with other fans of the podcast, you can use the hashtag MirthPod. Please spread the word, rate and review our podcast, um, Apple Podcasts, is the main place that reviews go but any podcasting app that you use if you can just throw us five stars we would really appreciate it um you know it, it takes a lot of work to put together this as a podcast and and i love sharing it with you guys i love hearing your reactions it really helps make it worth all worthwhile um if you like the sound of my voice i know i sound a little weird today because i am sick but if you like the sound of my voice in general um, I have two other podcasts that you can listen to. Um, Marin and I have a hockey podcast, or a not-so-hockey podcast, as it were, right now, um, called Deep in the Heart of Hockey. We talk about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and more than likely, we're just going to be talking about things that we're watching during quarantine. Um, but as a rule, hockey, stats, shenanigans. Um, I also have a podcast that's in hiatus. Um, my friend Sabrina was in the Peace Corps and is dealing with a lot of fallout from the pandemic from that. So that might actually be coming back. We'll find out. Um, but it's called Wine and Murder Night, where we uh, watch uh, cozy mystery TV shows and then review them and talk about the historical context and all of the the cool stuff that happens in there. And it's a lot of literary and film analysis and historical analysis. And we just talk about murder. Oh, and we drink a lot. That's the other part of it. Normally I sign off here with a, a, an until next time, but until next time, just be nice to each other. Bye.